0: hello 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 i am back in the saddle again After missing Friday, thank God I had the other man on the other side of the camera to helm the ship Mm -hmm. while I was absent from the podcast. I am one half of the hosting team, Callahan, and you know the other man, Will, well enough after you listen to him monologue into a microphone for an hour and 15 minutes on Friday.
1: Yeah, it was uh, I was surprised that I talked for as long as I did.
0: Yeah, you talked a long time and that's it's kind of crazy, like because like solo podcasting is something like not many people can do unless you're like a real talker and you did a really good job.
1: Yeah, I at first like the first couple of minutes was intimidating, but then as I was going, I was just thinking to myself, this is what I usually do in my head and by myself. I just talked to myself. So you just like, verbalize it now. Yeah, I was like, well, this is just normal for me. So I'm not really overly concerned. What shirt are you wearing? I don't know. I got it I got it um online. Is that I guess a it's Fox? An, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's an anime shirt.
0: You just liked it and you're like, cool. Yeah, I
1: was actually gonna start watching um anime
0: listen bro star wars anime does not count as real anime
1: (laughs) no actually okay so actually before we start talking there's two things i I was gonna start watching attack on titan because i've
0: heard a lot about that
1: yeah and it's wrapping up really soon and like when people talk about the biggest shows ever made like i feel like it's like game of thrones breaking bad and then for some reason attack on titan is there
0: yeah how long how many seasons is it
1: four they broke season four up into two parts and it's like ending either december this year or december next year so
0: like ending the s- the show itself or like just the yeah the whole
1: of- the whole show Jeepers. so i was like ah i mean i grinded out game of thrones so i could join before the show finished
0: true yeah i remember the winter break that like because you were ahead of i read the books way back and Then I jumped on the show train. I remember it was like like a week and I watched seven seasons of Game of Thrones because you had gone back to school. And it was just me in the house with mom and dad. And I'd literally just work out and then come home and watch Game of Thrones all day.
1: Yeah, I watched all seven seasons in a week as well.
0: So... Cause you didn't, I'm not remembering when you did this, didn't you finish the episode the morning I was, you were moving me in to Madison?
1: No, I was only on season three when you were moving in and that was on a Wednesday and I finished the rest of the show on that following Friday, like two days later. You moved in on like a Wednesday or like a, some weird day. Yeah. Cause. Or like a Tuesday.
0: Yeah. It was my, the day I moved into my dorm at the University of Wisconsin, shout out, go Badgers. I don't know if I've told people I'm a Badger, but I figured I might as well say it. UW. UW. Um, but I remember because, like, I was excited to move. I was getting ready. I was like, I went to bed early, and you're like, all right, I'm going to stay up and watch Game of Thrones or play video games. I don't know what you said. But then I remember the next morning when I woke up to go shower. Like, I showered in the basement, and I walked downstairs. And you're sleeping in Dad's office. <laughs> Yeah, i was on the futon i watched um i i know the
1: it was the red wedding i had watched and then i went to bed i i mean so i season seven had just finished when i did that so i had to watch like at, it was a minimum of like 75 hours of tv jesus
0: so, it's quite a bit of tv
1: yeah in like five days it was a lot but i mean attack on titan is not nearly as long so and I have way more time to watch it. But, oh, so that's what I was going to say. Because I said I was going to start watching anime. You've seen One Punch, right?
0: <laughs> okay. I have watched episodes of One Punch with my friends. Because, like, they all love One Punch. The One Punch Man. And I think it's hilarious. I watch it from time to time. I, my favorite character, in his, his name's name's Moomin Rider. He's literally just biking all the time whenever you see him. He's just, like, going hard, like, biking. But I don't know the whole lot about it at all.
1: I, I just saw this like 10 minutes ago before I called you. Um, The the animators for One Punch are doing Star Wars Visions.
0: Oh, bro, this is going to be so good.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if what I saw, like I, I saw like a video then. And I didn't know if that was the, because I saw like the pictures that were being drawn for the Star Wars animation. I don't know if that's like actually official or if that's just, fan drawings but i know that the one punch animators or someone from one punch is doing part of star wars visions because i don't know if they're using the same anima- animator for every episode
0: i'm so excited for star wars visions
1: yeah i am too i think i i honestly think that'll be really really good and that comes out in like i think after bad batch ends that's when it comes out yeah when do you think you we'll can- see
0: a trailer for it
1: probably if bad batch is 14 or 16 episodes long, probably at like episode at the halfway point.
0: You think they'd release it like at the end of us episode or something. So like stick around for the trailer. You think they just drop it on YouTube. They'll probably just drop it on
1: YouTube. I mean, it's the same thing with Marvel and the Loki show.
0: If Disney plus was like, if they're smart, like, cause think about how like, okay, so streaming is essentially replacing cable television. Like, no, but like I won't ever own cable television to be unlike to be honest with you, because like the only reason I'd ever get it is for sports, but you can get it through e s p n plus and there's like a deal with hulu and e s p n and um disney plus that you can um you can get all of those for like a really low rate, so I feel like if because like think about like when I just remember watching um some major league baseball game in my dorm freshman year just to see the last Jedi trailer that was like released hmm. in between whichever innings, like because like a lot of times like in shows like on Disney or like other like networks, like ABC is like, all right, stick around after this episode of insert TV show name for the new trailer of star Wars visions. Like it'd be kind of cool if like Disney like would have it like, all right, after like on today, after the bad batch episode comes out, like we'll, or like at this time on the day, the bad batch episode trailer comes out, we're going to put the trailer for star Wars visions on Disney plus for you to watch that. I don't know. I just think it'd be kind of yeah. cool.
1: It would be, but honestly, they probably won't. They didn't no. do that with the clone Wars trailer. They didn't do it. With the bad batch trailer.
0: No, they should hire me. I can make them a lot. I could make them a lot more cool. But...
1: Yeah, you probably could, but, um, I mean, I don't really know. Yeah. It's, it's something that I'm like going to be super excited for when it comes out. But I mean, I don't, I know they they said it was going to come out in the summer, okay. but I don't know when during the summer, because, because the bad batch is supposed to go on for a minimum of 16 episodes, but I don't think it's going to be a full season like the clone wars. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: who knows though? I mean, I, if, if I do watch one punch, I don't know if I will. I'm always hesitant to watch anime, not star Wars anime, because that's like actually going to be anime because it's Japanese, like anime creators and they're actually going to be drawing it out. So.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I've... Anime has
1: a weird, anime has a weird community. So
0: yeah, it's like, honestly, like it's this, this the stigma behind anime, but I feel like anime is becoming like a lot more widely accepted. Yeah, it's becoming um...
1: more socially acceptable
0: yeah like because i remember dude i remember we were in like even when we were in high school like you knew who the kids were who watched anime like they wore that on their sleeve what like no power to them like you like like i wore star i have a star wars shirt for every day of the week so on it like i'm probably lumped into the same category by very popular kids but yeah. <laughs> like you like there's a different like there's a level of like there's some like they're anime fans and then they're anime fans and you're like but they probably say the same thing about us in star wars cuz like
1: yeah but i mean i i could talk about it forever <laughs> there's there's this one anime show it's called one piece and there's it's still airing and there's a thousand episodes of it and i'm like okay so i'd have no plans on watching that while it's airing because i would never catch up
0: to the show in time were we talking about this or was i talking about this with sam you probably were talking about it with sam yeah, because yeah, I think he. T- oh, he told me like one of his friends literally watched all of the episodes to catch up to where they are right now. And I'm like, that's like years worth of TV.
1: Yeah, because I think the show has been coming. out. I think it's been coming out since like the early 2000s. So I'm good like, you have about 21 years God. of TV to catch up on.
0: That's kind of like watching all of The Simpsons.
1: Yeah, good Lord, that show needs to end.
0: No, it doesn't. The show's so good.
1: I you know. I haven't seen any of the Simpsons since like 2014. It's not a knife. This is a knife.
0: That's not a knife, that's a spoon. <laughs> oh, I've seen you playing knifey spoonie before. Sam will get that one.
1: Is that is that Krusty the clown?
0: No, it's an Australian guy. I can that's what? Come on, you don't know Australian accents?
1: Well, not when you're doing Omega
0: omega i tried doing
1: i tried doing omega on friday and it didn't go well
0: yeah i heard i was like come on bro all
1: right well at least i tried at least i made it to the podcast on friday
0: okay hold up let's address this right now we were gonna try i was trying but my roommate's back in town and he's leaving for his full-time job tomorrow and he want he just got back friday and he wanted to hang out so i had to i wanted to hang out with him I'm not, you're I'm like, not bashing,
1: I'm not bashing you on it. When I am bashing you on those, you texted me. You're like, let's record after I get back from jujitsu. I got about 20 minutes. Like I was eating dinner with mom and dad, and I see, let's record right now. 22 minutes later, we can't record. You're gonna have to find someone else. And I was like, okay. So we were supposed to talk about Planner John Wick 4, Spider Man 3, and the Bad Batch episode in like 25 minutes.
0: Listen, plans are very fluid on Friday night, so...
1: I could tell. I, it didn't... Honestly, it's not that big of a deal. It was kind of fun recording by myself, and I'm sure there'll be a time where I can't make it, so you'll have the opportunity to...
0: You live at home. You're always going to be able to record. No, hey, I'm, just, I'm joking. I got, Hey, I got plans. Okay, George Costanza. Let's, see. let's ease up here with this plan. Hey,
1: you know, maybe <laughs> maybe one night I'll just... I need the night off, and I'll let you... I'll let you
0: record. You need the night off. What do you mean? What are you going to be doing instead? It's not like this is a rigorous job we hold. I'll watch anime. Yeah. All right. Well, hell yeah. This is like we've been kind of just shooting the stuff. But um, today on the Legionnaire podcast, we have decided to rank or I guess, produce or not public produce published. Project something. Put our rankings into this into the universe of our MCU. F- oh my god, dude! I can't even like figure out how to put this in. Into- we're gonna tell you what right our now. MCU rank list
1: list. You miss one recording, you forget how to how to do this.
0: All of the MCU movies, we're gonna tell you from one to twenty-two or twenty-three where they land. <laughs> we're ranking twenty-three MCU movies. Good God, that took way too long. I should probably just retire.
1: We had a good run. Did I did eleven go? episodes in? Rest.
0: and cal is and will is no longer with us
1: i am no longer with us well as i have to tell that story at some point but yeah nobody's gonna get that joke maybe mom maybe mom but um so it's 23 movies so do you want to obviously we gotta st- we can't start with number one because no. that's no fun
0: Yeah, because then it's like we're gonna get to the end. Like, because right now, like we were just talking about this. A lot of these movies we've seen like once, and it was a long time ago, and we probably didn't we liked it, but it wasn't something that blew our socks off. So like, yeah, we haven't seen it since. Um, Um, we're gonna. It's all the Marvel Studios movies,
1: starting from Iron Man, and then leading up to their most recent movie, which was Spider Man: Far From Home. Yeah should have been black widow
0: like five different times but whatever
1: it should have been black widow and it should have been shang chi now in like a month so epic but we still have 23 movies but we haven't ranked them but we'll start off with dead last 23 which i have talked about before very briefly saying how i absolutely hate just despise this movie and do not enjoy it.
0: And that's why I didn't see that's... the movie because you hated it.
1: I liked it when I saw it in theaters, but then after I got back home, I was like, there was no point in me watching this movie. And that's Ant-Man and the Wasp.
0: I've only seen one scene from this movie and it's the post credit scene because that's literally the only important scene that I heard was in the movie.
1: Yeah, I... It's weird because Ant-Man and the Wasp introduces a really important concept for, like, future Marvel mu- movies, and that's going into the quantum realm and time traveling. So, Kang the Conqueror. Well, yeah, because Ant-Man, th- Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, or Ant-Man 3, is going to be called Quantumania and introduce Kang the Conqueror, who is kind of a big Marvel villain. I mean, he deals with, like,
0: time travel. I don't remember I I just remember from Earth's Mightiest Heroes you and I were watching. Also, big plug for that show, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes is what got us really into well, me into Marvel. I, I don't know if how hard you hardcore you were into, but we watched that show religiously together.
1: Yeah, they only made two seasons of it, unfortunately.
0: We should watch that. Maybe do a show t- talking about that. But regardless, because I remember Kang the Conqueror is in that. And mom walked into the room once we were watching this. She's just like, looks yeah. at it. And she's like, what's up with purple Michael Jackson on the screen?
1: <laughs> I yeah, he kind of did look like a, a purple Michael Jackson, especially in anime in animation form. So like. I I hope he doesn't look like that in *Man three. I hope he actually looks kind of cool. Yeah. But Um, I I hope that Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, is not as bad as this. I just thought it was the biggest waste of time. Like, the villain Ghost, I thought was kind of stupid. Because at the end, they were always going to help her out. And I just, I think after the success that Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man had, because the first Ant-Man movie was like one of the, It was one of the first more quirky Marvel movies because I I wouldn't say guardians of the galaxy was quirky. I think it's like its own niche, but Ant-Man was like a very quirky sort of different feel for a Marvel movie. And I think they just tried replicating that, which never works out well. So it just, it just felt like a big waste of time when I was watching it. And I just, there was only really one scene that warranted it. And that was the end credit scene. And I mean, I like, I like Hank, Hank, Pym, Scott Lang, and I I really like Janet Van Dyke. But I mean, it, it just was a bland movie, in my opinion, especially when it came out because it came out after Infinity War. And I think it was the first movie. It was the movie preceding Endgame when like it was released. So I was just like, I, I don't care, honestly. Oh, no, that's that's a lie. It was the first movie following Infinity War that came out. But Ant-Man and the Wasp, I I could make a whole episode talking about why I don't like it. But honestly, just to sum it up quickly, it's a big waste of time. I really just don't like it that much.
0: But yeah, I don't have anything to say about it because I didn't see it because you hated it.
1: <laughs> it. It was blah, but we'll go on to... I was going to say bigger and better things, but honestly, number 22. So him and I, Cal and I have not shared our lists. We both made our own lists for this, but I'll let him share his 22 and then
0: I'll do mine. So for my 22nd um, li- movie on the list, I chose Captain Marvel. And I need to say this, for prefaces right now. It is not because I hate women superheroes. <laughs> I thought she was I thought Captain Marvel was very well done in endgame when she when she showed up i thought she was done very well she was used very sparingly but in her own solo movie i was so bored the entire time she was like so stupidly overpowered i remember watching this like oh she's gonna completely mop thanos on the ground then this is kind of dumb because like it's fine like honestly like her power is ridiculous the way it is um i know you're mad about the whole marvell thing i didn't really care that like the kree were the bad guys and the scroll were the the scrolls were the good guys because i know like up until like this point like the scrolls were always considered the bad guys and then the and this like the kree are the bad guys so that was kind of interesting but like i like it just felt like i was watching a corny ad for like um like a really corny ad half the time it's just like seriously like this is how you write some of these women like it's so boring like you it looks you'd like ham fit like like throwing lines at them like just say this say this yeah yeah people people cheer if you say something like this it's like dude like because i don't know who wrote this movie but i don't like i have a very strong feeling on like when writers write movies i'm trying to look at who wrote this movie right now okay anna bowden wrote it and then ryan fleck and i don't know who geneva okay so women wrote this movie good i'm glad because I don't know. I just wasn't a fan of the writing because there have been issues like with other movies before, like where men are writing lines for women's and it just doesn't make sense. And they're like, it just, it just sounds bad. They're like, like, I don't know. And then lines
1: shouldn't be written by a committee. So
0: exactly. It's just like, it it should be like from the heart and half the time, like in that movie, I was felt like I was listening to people, like give me a pitch for something. It was like, what is going on right now? And I don't know. I just thought she was a bland character the entire time. And I was so, so Samuel L. Jackson, who is in who shows up in this movie, plays Nick Fury. Obviously, he has both of his eyes at this point. So oh, we're, yeah. I, the whole speculation was like, oh, my God, he's going to lose his eye because we know in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. He says last time I, or I don't know, maybe, maybe it wasn't Winter Soldier, but um, he, I just remember him saying he's like, mm-hmm. last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. So you're like, oh, that's a cool story. So you see it in the like we saw in the, the trailer. He had both of his eyes like, oh, he's probably going to something's going to happen. He trusted somebody. They used it for a stupid joke about a cat that clawed his eye. I was so freaking mad when that happened. I don't know.
1: I yeah. I was, I was livid when we get to it happened in the Winter Soldier when he said that line, and yeah, when we get to that, I want to talk about it. But yeah,
0: I don't yeah. know, Captain Marvel. It's it's not because I dude, because you hear like guys like guys go online they're like reddit armchair quarterbacks oh well i mean they just overpowered her because she's because she's a woman it's like well if like you've examined how she got her powers even if a guy had those powers he'd be overpowered too so like you can't really just say oh, so they just gave her all those powers because she's a woman it's like no it's like women hey, hey man newsflash women can be really powerful superheroes too it's not just the yeah. guys you can do it it's like the whole raise a mary sue argument it's like well luke skywalker was kind of a mary sue up until vader cut his hand off just want to say that sorry just controversial
1: a, just a little bit i mean star wars has had plenty of mary sues and yeah. i mean if you want to complain about people like superheroes being overpowered you can look at superman yeah he's has, really like literally all of who has all of the superpowers you could have
0: yeah, I don't know. I just thought Captain Marvel 2 was boring. I, I, half the time, like the sets look like they were like, ripped straight from 1960s Star Trek. I love 1960s Star Trek because it fits the time, but it doesn't fit in 2018, 19, whenever it came out. So, yeah, I, I think it was... Yeah, I don't remember. I've talked way too long about Captain Marvel. Let's hear your 22nd MCU film.
1: 22nd for me was Thor The Dark World. Thor 2. I... I think I saw this movie twice I saw I've seen all of these movies when they've come out in theaters but I was a kid when this first came out and I loved it and then I watched it again like three or four years ago and I did not like it at all I thought it was very boring I I didn't I the villain's name was Malekith I had to think about that the only interesting thing it did was introduce an infinity stone that was it. I couldn't tell you really anything else about this movie. That's how boring it was to me.
0: Should I just jump in and say that's my the one I have just above Captain Marvel? At 21? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot else to say besides it's really boring. The only reason I think I ranked it up is because Natalie Portman holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> I have an enormous crush on Natalie Portman. but Yeah, I think...
1: Thor, the Dark World is blah. That's my twenty-two, but that's your twenty-one. Yeah. My twenty-first movie is um the first Thor movie then. Really? So Yeah. So when I was like going through and making this list, I was like thinking to myself, like as I was writing it out, I was thinking to myself, okay, so like if I wanted to sit down and watch a Marvel movie, like because I mean it's also just based off of my how I enjoyed the movie, but also like would I watch this movie again? And like while I was doing it, I was sitting and I was thinking about Thor and watching Thor when like he goes back to Earth and like he's like trying to find himself is just like not that enjoyable to me. But that being said, spending time on Asgard in the first Thor movie was really enjoyable, like the setting that they provided for what Asgard was like it being sort of a futuristic yet medieval city i thought it was like a really cool concept i think the soundtrack for it is great as well and i mean it introduces it sort of is like the foundation for like all the thor characters which all the characters in like the thor trilogy are all really interesting and like the only three that like i really talk about that i like are well, actually that's it's four and it's um odin thor loki and then what's his name Idris Elba, no, Idris Elba, Heimdall, Heimdall. His name, his name was spacing from me. But those like the four characters in Thor that like I really like. So like it kind of sets them up, and just the whole the writing and the plot for the first Thor movie is just very mediocre. And like watching Thor draw in Jane Foster's notebook about like the planets, and like oh this is Midgard and this is Asgard and this is valheim i think that's a video game but Jotunheim. jotenheim it's like uh, he's just showing her the nine realms and like he's drawing them out i'm like this is not really that interesting to
0: me and here's the exposition dump
1: <laughs> i so i i put thor at 21 it's uh it's so like uh, yeah not a big fan of the first Thor movie it's whatever it has good effects and I think the setting and the characters are cool but other than that it's just a very lackluster story for me
0: um oh shoot okay I'm gonna have to switch this because I don't know if you've been looking at the show notes but I have the more you've been talking about Thor the more I have been dropping it on my list I think I'm gonna have to put Thor at 19 or 20 sorry yeah because that's my 20th um basically everything you just said it's like it's a good like intro to thor movie but like thor doesn't really get interesting i feel like as a character until avengers age of Ultron. like he's cool in like thor because like oh hello yes i am thor here's my hammer that's literally all he does until like i mean like in age of Ultron because like he has like a He's like start having like visions of like Ragnarok happening at some point, and he has visions of whatever, or like when he's like, "Be careful, the witch girl." I'm talk more about this when we talk about age alternate.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He's like the witch girl tried to warp my mind, but I, am I am mighty.
0: <laughs> and then immediately he like just yeah. is warped. Yeah. So the, okay. So the original Thor movies at my twentieth. It's just it's all right i don't know we share the same sentiments yeah i yeah i i don't know if you were looking at the shows but like the more you were talking about it the more i'm like oh i'll move it down a little bit oh he's right i'm gonna move it oh okay i'm gonna have to move it down a little bit more
1: yeah i like right before we started recording i did like a lot of quick changes because i was thinking i was like "Eh, no i actually don't know how i feel about this but my number 20 is captain marvel i like so, I always knew Ant Man and the Wasp was going to rank dead last for me. But then, Thor the Dark World, Thor, and Captain Marvel were like, those three are all tied for being second to worst, like, second, my second to least favorite Marvel movie. So, like, I just, again, you said a lot of it already, but, and I've spoken about how I was frustrated with what they did with Marvel, the character in Captain Marvel. I, I really just, don't like incredibly overpowered superheroes so i uh, i don't know i like the concept of them making the skrulls actually be more of like good guys and they're just actually trying to find refuge and it's actually the kree who are like sort of like a galactic empire and just basically i, I don't remember because i've only seen the movie once when it came out in theaters but they're just committing like genocide I think or they were just trying to like create their own empire so I don't know Captain Marvel was bland to me there's one joke that I remember from the movie which I mean when I saw it I kind of like chuckled at it but the character Carol Danvers was trying to be an Air Force pilot it was yeah And there was this one joke in the movie where, like, she's having flashbacks. That was another big complaint I had about the movie. It was her, like, having flashbacks and trying to, like, re-piece her memory back together. And I was just like, I I don't... Yeah, I was like, "I I could care less about this, honestly. I mean, it was a cool buddy cop with her and Nick Fury. But when she was having these flashbacks and trying to, like, remember her past, her time on Earth, there was this one joke where there's a she's with like all the air force pilots and there's this guy and he's like it's called a cockpit for a reason or something and i was like (laughs) that's kind of a i was like i mean like that's probably something someone has said but just hearing that i was like damn that sounds so weird just like hearing that as like like i cringed hearing the guy say that i was like yeah you're really cool for saying that buddy
0: <laughs> <laughs> like like i could
1: see someone on reddit like typing that out and i was just like all right that's that was like the only joke that i remember from the movie and then the whole joke with goose the cat clawing at nick fury's eye i i, I that's one of the few times i've been incredibly livid at a movie it's like the equivalent of luke skywalker throwing his lightsaber behind his back
0: yeah that was stupid We're not. like
1: that's just what i compare that to so mm, not a big fan captain marvel 20th for me
0: all right um at number 19 for me i have iron man 2 before you get too far into it i have iron man 2 at number 19 as well okay so let's just talk about this one together mm-hmm. um it's fun i like iron man like iron man is like of all the Marvel characters, he's probably, he's the most complex. He's the most mm-hmm. interesting to like dissect yeah, because of like the complex he has, like regardless, like we could, we'll talk about this more when we get to infinity war and Endgame, because that's where like, you really see his f- full character arc come to scope. But like this movie's fine. I mean, like the best, I feel like one of my favorite parts about Iron Man 2 is um, hammer industries. Um, Sam Rockwell, yeah, Sam Rockwell's hilarious in this. Sam Rockwell's a great actor. He's so good in um, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit. He's so good in that, but he's hilarious in this movie. Um, the ex-wife, the (laughs) ex-wife.
1: I yeah, Iron Man two is like it's a fun movie, honestly.
0: Yeah, but like, I dude, I love Mickey Rourke in the movie. He's so lame. He's like, I want my bird. (laughs) Oh yeah, I will build you this, but I want my
1: bird. Not yeah, my I, bird. For- I forget his whole thing with the bird.
0: Yeah, Sam and I'll just
1: walk around our apartment. We'll look at each other, and be like, "I want my bird." Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, as the opening for the movie too is like really fun as well. Or when Iron Man like has his opening where he like falls out of the plane and playing an ACDC. Oh, and it's dude. just it's like staple Iron Man stuff. God. So it's it's a really fun movie, but it's just the whole thing like the government wants to uh privatize iron man sort of and like make money off of it and build their own iron man armor is kind of like i mean it's a cool concept it in theory it's cool but just the way they did it again it just suffers from like very bad writing
0: yeah i don't know and like it's kind of just like see the thing is it's not a bad like it's all right but like compared to the other movies on this list like it's not something i'm immediately like oh i want to watch iron man 2 right now
1: well, yeah, but then like the whole subplot that they make where like Iron Man's going to die because of the arc reactor in his chest and he needs to create a new element. It's like uh, and then the way he finds it is because he looks at the Stark, uh, the Stark expo layout, um, expo yeah. layout, and he's like, oh, this is how I make it. It's like, oh, OK. Yeah. So this, this is like seeing that. It's kind of just. Yeah, that's not really the greatest writing. <laughs> All
0: right. So we done with number 19. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go for 18 or should I keep rolling? I'll let you keep rolling. All right. So for my number 18, I have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And I know this might be kind of a hot take because everybody loves Guardians of the Galaxy. I love the original Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the original one is much higher on the list for me. I like Guardians of the Galaxy is cool. Peter Quill is one of my favorite MCU characters because he's just so like fly by the seat of his pants. Happy go lucky guy. And he's also got a really tragic backstory, but like talk about that later. But this movie, like I remember we went to watch it was you, me and some other guys on our on the track team with us. Yeah, there was a lot of people. There was like seven or eight of us when we went (laughs) to go see this movie. Yeah, there's a good time. And our everyone's
1: reaction was all over the board. Some people were like 10 out of 10. I loved it. And some people were like, this is stupid. I was in the same camp. Sorry, I don't want to. Get into you too far, but like I was in the same camp yeah, with fine. you when you first saw it, where like you were didn't like it.
0: I was I didn't like I walked out of this theater, I was so excited for this movie. Like I was over the moon because the original Guardians, like Will and I don't really listen to a whole lot of current pop culture music. We listen to a lot of like 60s, 70s, 80s music, and like that was like our jam. So like when original guardians came out and he was like playing songs that we listened to for fun and like people made fun of us for listening for, and all of a sudden those songs became popular. We were like we felt vindicated. So like this movie opens with Brandy playing, and I would like immediately were having flashbacks like being kids eating dinner at the dinner table and mom playing the song Brandy over the um the like the stereo system or whatever. I was like, oh dude, I love this movie. But like after a while, like up until halfway through the movie, I didn't know what the plot was. Like I'm like, what are we doing right now? And like everybody in that movie had to had to tell a joke, like literally, like it's like it was literally like, hey, you get to you get to tell a joke. All right, now you now you get to tell a joke. now. I was like, Drax, you tell a joke. Now, Alien Lady, t- you tell a joke. Peter Quill, tell more jokes. Gamora, you tell a joke. It's like, dude, like this isn't f- like y- you can't be just like making everybody comedic relief because then it gets stupid. And I'm also in the minor- minority here when they had ba- like I like Baby Groot. Baby Groot's cute, but like when they're asking to get the guys, um. What were they asking to get? Like, he's like going to yeah, get something. the
1: prototype fin.
0: Oh, my God. That bit was dragged on way too long. Like, it was like Baby group came back with the wrong thing. Oh, that's pretty funny. Then he did it again. And then for a third time. And then a fourth. And I think a fifth time. And I'm like, on the fourth time and the third time, I'm like, OK, that was enough. And at the fifth time, I'm like, this isn't even funny anymore. Like, I'm mad. Like, this is stupid.
1: Yeah, I, I don't want to share too much of my thoughts about it, but I mean, like I, when I first saw it the first time in theaters, I agree with everything you just said. Like just, when I saw it the first time, I agree with everything you had just said about
0: it. But there's a good, like what, there are redeeming qualities of it. Like Peter, like he finds his dad, It's his dad's ego, the planet, but it's really like, he's like, oh, you're my dad. And like, he kind of like has, um. I guess, um, disdain towards Yandu for capturing him as a kid and like keeping him. But like, you see him and he and Yandu, like, they get their like time together. And like, when Yandu dies, it's really sad because, like, he's like, that man made me your father, but he ain't your daddy. It's like, I'm your daddy or something like that. And it was just like, he's like, yeah, you're my dad. And then he dies. And it was really sad. And also, Yandu's really cool And he's whistling and he's shooting his arrow through people. I don't know. Yeah. But, so that's all I have to say about Guardians of the Galaxy's volume two at number 18 for me.
1: Um, My 18th movie is The Incredible Hulk. OK, that's I fair. think I think it's a good movie, but I mean, it just feels so distant from all the other MCU movies because it was made by was it uh legendary? Is that is that the studio's name?
0: Uh, I think it was Universal. Universal. Yeah, I don't know. What I, was was it Universal? I could be wrong. I I'll, I'll looked it up. You keep talking but it
1: just feels very disconnected from all the other movies. I, I mean, I think Edward Norton was a good Hulk, but I don't think he was a good Bruce Banner. And also, um, the whole, his whole love interest with Betty. I, I don't remember.
0: Betty I don't Ross,
1: remember. Betty Ross. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. Liv Taylor is the worst actress of all time. I hate yeah. Her. I
1: didn't, I didn't like that really. And I just, I, I, yeah, didn't like it a whole lot. Stanley, I guess, now is going to become the Incredible Hulk because there was a <laughs> whole bit where blood. like he drank his blood. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so this old guy's going to become the Hulk. <laughs> this dude's going to die probably, actually. But it was weird. And then the whole thing with the guy, the blue, because they were communicating on the computers, or Bruce Banner was communicating with another guy, and it was like blue and green and this oh, guy was yeah. like blue hulk but then he becomes like the thinker at the end of the movie like his brain gets all bigger or something
0: yeah that was a I little thought, freaky
1: yeah it was the only the only redeeming quality for me in this movie was abomination i what? thought it was
0: i really like that's him. the only redeeming quality okay um, incredible hawks a little bit higher on my list but i just want to you could t- continue not, saying i like it's abomination not the-
1: It's not the only redeeming quality, but I mean, like the guy, the actor who plays him, I think is really great. And just the one action scene where uh, Bruce Banner's on like that university campus and that whole fight scene. I think that's a great scene where he's inside the glass and they're shooting smoke or gas grenades in there and he like turns into the Hulk. I think that's a great, great scene. But I mean, pizza time. That's from Spider Man 2.
0: I know, but he brings pizza in. Remember, he's in the computer lab, and the guy who he gives pizza to turns oh. out to be Peter Parker's science teacher. That's called continuity. Nah. Big, big, big guy. I, I, I didn't remember that. I don't know. I. It's
1: the, it's the Incredible Hulk. I think they could do it a lot better now. I, I don't know. The farther they get into the MCU movies, I yeah. think it's more difficult for them to make a Hulk movie now.
0: Mm, I disagree, but I'll talk more about that when I go to mine later.
1: But Hulk at number 18 for me. All
0: right, so for my number 17th, I have Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I actually just watched this very recently for the first time. When it came, I, because after Endgame came out, I had extreme Marvel fatigue. I was like, this was a perfect ending to your, I kind of wanted the MCU just to be done. Like, just stop, done, complete, fiend, roll like roll credits shut the curtain everything's done because it was so good and like i'm like i don't want to watch any other marvel movie like because like thanos is dead iron man's dead captain america's dead the only one i was like the only thing i could like i was entertained possibility i was watching another thor movie because i love thor after what they did with him and thor ragnarok which we'll talk about later because that's very high on my list but um so I like, cause then far from home came out a few months after, uh, end game. And I just didn't see it. Cause when did it come out? did it come out in like 2019. Yeah. It came out
1: in July after end game.
0: Yeah. I didn't even, I have, I just watched it when I was on a flight home from Turks and Caicos. I was like, Oh, I guess I'll watch Spider-Man far from home. And I watched it. I actually really enjoyed the movie. It's it an, it's an entertaining movie. Um, I think Tom Holland does a good job as Spider-Man. Um, I really like, um, oh, who plays MJ? What's her Zendaya. name? Zendaya. I think she does a really good job. I love Ned, the guy who plays Ned. I think he's. you and I talk about Ned all the time. Yeah, Ned is funny. Ned's funny. Um, i really loved Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie playing like mysterio because like i know mysterio is supposed to be like a mystic arts thing guy da da and i i the the face you're making right now is telling more to me <laughs> what i like i think from the face you're making right now it looks like you wanted mysterio to actually stay a little bit more true to his comic book origins no he was fairly true to it i
1: my far from home ranking isn't that far off of yours right now but okay I, i'll let you keep going i have thoughts about this movie um
0: i i thought it was kind of cool what they did with him and how like instead of like it being like mystical arts he was using drones and like imagery to like i guess it's like essentially augmented reality well it's not even that's like using glasses but like it's using technology to create magic which i thought was a really cool take on the character of mysterio um i also really liked seeing spider-man try to come to grips with like iron man trusted him like Tony Stark trusted him like that was his mentor like and he died now he has to like fill up the mantle because like he leaves him the Edith glasses He's like you're Spider-Man you're like you're the new Iron Man now kid like I trust you with this so that I, I don't know it's a fun movie but like compared to the other movies there are other movies I'd rather watch instead of it but it's a fun movie I enjoyed it um my wait you just did 17, 17. Yeah, my
1: number 17 is um Black Panther I was no, why would you do that? I I was really canceled. No. No. I okay, so here's the thing. And this is going to be a reoccurring thing a lot with a couple other characters, but I didn't like Black Panther in his solo movie and I liked him a lot more in Civil War. I think I he agree. was a stronger I think he was a much stronger character in Captain America Civil War. He wasn't really in Infinity War enough to have like a character arc, and he wasn't in an endgame enough, nearly enough to have a character arc. But I was super, super, super hyped for this movie. The trailers that came out for it made this movie look like it was gonna be super badass and really cool. But ultimately ultimately I was let down by this movie. The final act of this movie is abysmal from From a CGI standpoint, it is atrociously bad. It's like PlayStation 2 graphics. Watching these CGI rhinos come into fight at the end of the movie and watching Black Panther and Killmonger fight at the end of the movie in this train tunnel where they look like PS2 characters looked terrible. Like it looked really bad to me and just, I, I don't know, I felt like Killmonger he kind of felt like a forced character to me in a way. He, he seemed like a very just forced anger, hateful character. And I mean, I liked him. I thought Michael B. Jordan did a great job doing his performance as him, but I, I didn't really like him that much. And I, I don't know. I I was really let down by this movie and it's kind of a bummer because I do think that the second movie would have been, I, I love the message for this movie. We're like Wakanda is a very um, it's a very futuristic society and it's a very futuristic country and it has like technology that the world hasn't even seen. And like it show like they talk about how like other African-Americans are struggling out there and like they're sort of just like turning their backs on them when like they talk about how basically like, everything started like on Pangaea and like in Africa. And like how like slaves are, like shipped out and everything in the world. And now Wakanda like has the abilities to like liberate them. So I think that's a cool and interesting concept. But just like the ex- the execution of it felt really weird to me. But I think the second Black Panther movie, and unfortunately Chadwick Boseman passed away. But I think he would have done a really good job in the second movie, which makes me bummed. But I think that the second Black Panther movie, it's going to be Shuri who plays the new Black uh, the new Black Panther Uh, the most annoying thing to me is people saying oh Killmonger should come back when the multiverse gets introduced I'm like no he shouldn't that would be so dumb he had a character arc already pass it on to Shuri I think she would be a much fitting character for Black Panther but also the humor in this movie felt fell very flat for me so wasn't a big fan of Black Panther super hyped from the trailers but I was let down. It was also the first movie that I went to go pee during because of how bored I was.
0: Wow. Can't believe it. Yeah. Um. All right. So number 16 for me, I have Avengers Age of Ultron. I do as well. Um, I love Ultron. I love James Spader, but like at points he was less menace. The first teaser for this movie was insane i remember watching this trailer being like ultron is terrifying the avengers are screwed and then the movie came out and ultron was making corny jokes. he's like if i could vomit in my mouth i would but i can't but i wish i could vomit in my mouth it's like that's not what ultron would say but okay um i thought it was cool like the concept of ultron was cool because like initially like hank pym's supposed to make him but like tony stark and Bruce Banner making him with all or Jarvis is really cool. Um, I also like we talked about the line already, but Thor was because when the Maximov twins are introduced, Thor's like, which girl tried to infiltrate my mind? But what she is weak and I am mighty, yeah, something like that. I don't know, but um, it was cool because we see Wakanda for the first time. What it's like vibranium, where does it come from? What Wakanda. I don't yeah. Know. Um this is also like another one of those movies where you kind of see um Bruce Banner shine. Mhm. Um, yeah,
1: Bruce Banner and Clint really shine in this yeah. movie.
0: Like like those are two very honestly underrated characters cuz like when and when I say Bruce Banner shines, I mean like Bruce Banner not like the Hulk cuz like the Hulk always like he's the Hulk like there's he's kind of two he's kind of a one-dimensional character. But um Bruce Banner, like you see like the depth behind him, how he wants to be close with Natasha, but he can't because he's nervous what would happen. And Clint, who used to he's like just the arrow guy, but now you see his family and like what he like drives him outside of it. So that's really cool. Um, I love
1: Hawkeye in this movie. He's my favorite character in this movie, probably.
0: I think I would agree with that.
1: I, I think he's genuinely funny in this movie, but I also think yeah. he has like a lot of heart and just him being a normal guy. Like going back to see his family is like
0: oh wow yeah and his connection with um wanda is really nice because she's like freaking out he's like hey let's go save some people right now yeah I don't know. he's yeah, he's like the city is flying and i
1: have a bow and arrow nothing I, is real i i thought that was hilarious um also this is just a little nugget fun fact but the name of this podcast came from this movie it's a very very one off line. it's a very one off line and it's it's stuck with me forever but um there's a part where after ultron like makes his first appearance and the avengers like have no idea what's happening and he's like in this first prototype form he flies away and he escapes and thor goes like he flies around new york city to find him but we don't see this on screen and he comes back and he like grabs Tony Stark by the throat and he's all angry at him and Captain America says to Thor while he's coming back he says Thor the Legionnaire which I love when he says Thor the Legionnaire it's just like this little one-off line but for some reason it's stuck with me forever but when he's saying the Legionnaire he's referring to the Iron Legion which is something that Iron Man creates Tony Stark creates like in this movie and he's trying to create the Iron Legion in Ultron to be like the perfect overwatching saving the world but He ultimately fails
0: and creates. I came up with a name for this podcast and it was not from this line of the movie.
1: (laughs) That is a lie. So we're going to move on. We're going to move on to the next thing. Number
0: 15. 15. Oh, yeah, we are 15. I have the Incredible Hulk. Um, Yeah, we talked about it earlier. Um, You you talked about a little bit. It's just, I think it's a fun movie. I think it's really underrated. I think Edward Norton does a really good job in the one movie he does play, The Incredible Hulk. Um, but, um, another really cool part of this movie is like, I'm surprised you didn't mention it was General Thunderbolt Ross. Oh yeah, I forgot. I like him a lot in this movie. He's fun. Um, it's just kind of cool because, but uh, yeah, Liv, Liv Taylor's just or Liv Tyler, whatever her name is. She's just not an actress I enjoy watching act. So that's why this movie so low on this list, but.
1: Well, it's fairly high considering it's at 15.
0: I, yeah, I guess that's true, but I, I do enjoy a lot of, a, a lot of parts of this movie. Um, but yeah, there's not a whole lot else I have to say about the incredible Hulk.
1: Um, my number 15 is Spider-Man far from home. And I, I, was thinking that this had the potential to be like one of the top five MCU movies, considering what it took place after an end game. I thought the trailers, like it looked really, really good. And I was excited to see how they were going to do Mysterio and twist it with him being the villain. But ultimately I was just let down. And I think one of the more frustrating things from this movie to me was the fact that Iron Man gave Peter Parker, a 16 year old, glasses that like had the ability to just like completely nuke the world and he gave it to him and not like happy hogan or nick fury or i don't even know someone who like had a little more maturity to them and i get that like peter was tony's shadow and tony was mentoring peter 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 but it just i i didn't really like this movie that much i i was really bummed out by it 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 left a sour taste in my mouth after I got done with the movie. The, the, I do love the end of this movie where they reveal Peter's identity to the world and the return of JK Simmons as J Jonah Jameson. I think that's great.
0: And he's like Alex Jones.
1: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's really cool, but I don't think Mysterio is dead, honestly, from this movie, but I, I don't know. I mean the whole reveal with Mysterio the thing that makes this movie not enjoyable for me is like watching it again a second time because the first time I was I thought there were a lot of cool things like the whole fight scene with Spider-Man for the first time against Mysterio where all of the objects are falling around and the illusions are surrounding Spider-Man and then like he gets hit by that train I think that's a very well done scene but I mean it's kind of just like a copy and paste sort of from spider-man homecoming with mysterio actually being sort of an iron man villain and spider-man is just like getting in the way of his plans so it just it doesn't really sit well with me but not the biggest fan of far from home i've only seen it twice and i i I don't know. I'll probably watch it again sometime soon to see if my thoughts change, but yeah, that's just what I think right now about it.
0: Yeah. Everything you said is stuff I've thought about or I do. I would agree with, um, 14, one, All right. Uh, number 14 for me, I have is black Panther. Um, I like this movie. I think it's fun it's not my favorite movie however i recognize and i like what it does for putting a person of color as the main superhero lead of a movie and like what it does for like little black kids who are watching this movie like they haven't they haven't like all of like up until this point outside of blade which like you can't not really show to little kids because he's killing vampires yeah. but um it's the first black led superhero movie that's a really big deal. And, like, you, like, I remember watching like YouTube reactions of uh, black YouTubers talking about like how much they love this movie and how much it meant to them. And, like, they saw kids in the movies, like, that superhero looks like me. And that's really cool. That's why I like this movie a lot. I've, I don't know, like, some of the story I felt like is really formulaic and like the Marvel formula, like, oh my God, my dad is dead. I have to figure out how to come to grips to become a hero, yada, yada, yah. That's that. But, like, honestly like that i just i really enjoy this movie for like what it like how it like pushed the the a whole i guess not what am i trying not the studio the the space the the industry forward like mm-hmm. like having like non-white people can lead superhero movies it's not like i don't know it's kind of it's similar to like how captain marvel is like the first i think it was the first female-led superhero movie which is really good um I don't know. I just think we need more of that because there are a lot of other people on planet earth besides white people. So it's kind of hard to imagine that all of superheroes are white people and they're probably not. So I don't know.
1: This is true.
0: That's really all I have to say about black Panther. Cause everything you said is stuff. I, I've agree. I agree with what you said, but I just think societally, like this movie did so much and that's why I respect it. I wouldn't like, I, it's not my first go-to movie to watch, but like, for other people, it is, and for like really strong reasons, other than me saying, I just wasn't a fan of the story. Like for them, it's like this person, like this is something I, someone I can identify with. So that's why they want to watch the movie. That's why I, I, I love and respect that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my number fourteen.
1: Mine is my fourteenth movie is Doctor Strange. A uh, same thing with Black Panther, where I had said that he wasn't my this. Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange's solo movie is not my favorite version of him. My favorite version of Doctor Strange is Infinity War, Doctor Strange. I think he's just kind of a bland, again, simple formulate character. He's similar to Iron Man, I think a lot in like his solo movie, where he's very narcissistic and egotistical. And then like it takes some tragic accident that happens to him become for him to become more selfless and understand that like the world is a bigger place and he's not like the center of the universe. So it's the performances are good in the movie, but I mean the villain, it's very lackluster and you forget him fairly quick. I think like Kaecilius and Dormammu, it's like, uh yeah, wow. That's, that's really cool. But I mean, it introduces some very cool concepts with, just the world of magic and sorcerers using like um the mirror dimension and all their like the effects and everything that happened in the movie for it being like not really supernatural because the second Doctor Strange is supposed to be supernatural, but like it being more of like a magical mystic sort of movie, I think it is a very good introduction for it, but just kind of falls flat again with it being another cookie cutter movie.
0: Um, I agree. Um, I have this at my number 13, so I might as well talk about it now. Um, yeah, I think them recasting the Ancient One as a white woman was stupid. And Kevin Feige's come out and said that was a little short-sighted by me because um, they essentially just whitewashed. The ancient one and they made him a woman it's like look it's a woman and he's like i i don't think i should have done that i probably should have st- stuck true i thought what i was doing was revolutionary then 2020 hindsight realized it was not a good choice at all so yeah that's really all i gotta say about dr strange as well so what's um, your number 13
1: my 13 is ant-man so i had said earlier when i talked about ant-man and the wasp how i tried to copy the quirkiness but ant-man the first one is a very quirky funny movie and like it doesn't take itself too seriously but not in like a guardians of the galaxy sort of way which i really enjoy this movie it's you really don't need to see any of like the other marvel movies to like watch this and just enjoy it it's just a fun simple heist movie and i mean none of the characters are like stand out i i feel like you don't really hear people say that often oh ant-man is just so great in his solo movie it's like yeah he's good it's a it's a fun movie um i i can't not talk about him but luis where he goes on his story rant is hilarious like i think he's unbearable in ant-man and the wasp because they realize how funny he was from this movie or like He's picking up Scott out of prison and he's like, yeah, my mom died. and My dad got deported. but I got the van. It's, it's just like simple, funny things. And when he goes on like his storytellings about like, where did you get this information from? And he's the like, I knew this guy. Start playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I knew this guy who knew this guy. And it's just, it's hilarious things where he's like, yeah, it's just Luis is really really funny in this movie and so were all of the characters besides I mean Hank who wasn't really supposed to play like a funny character but I think this movie was quirky in a good way and it was just a fresh take for like a heist movie even though it was the same cookie cutter thing similar to like Doctor Strange where Doctor Strange was a cookie cutter but it introduces good characters but it's still like sort of like the same story just with a different coding around it same with Ant-Man it's like the same story but it's a heist movie so it's it's a fun movie I really enjoy it and I think it's way better than Ant-Man and the Wasp
0: yeah I also have Ant-Man at number 12 so I might as well just launch into that um yeah it's a yeah it's fun I just think it's funny it's cool I'm really glad they chose Scott Lang to be the Ant-Man instead of Hank Pym because I initially was like oh I want to see Hank Pym but then I was like I think Scott Lang was a perfect choice because he's like he is. His character is like kind of fits more into the MCU. Like he's a misfit who needs to grow and learn. And I don't know, grow up. I also love Michael Pena in this movie is Luis. He's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, You kind of took everything I was going to say about this movie. you already said it. So I yeah, Scott, yeah, I was gonna say
1: Scott is he's he feels more of a flawed character than Hank. Like, it feels like there's more character development, especially from the comics with Scott, than Hank. So, my my 12th movie was the first Avengers movie. I've soured on this movie a lot as time has gone on. I mean, it's competent, and it's a great first team-up movie. Like, I think if you're trying to do a team-up for, like, characters, I think this is what you should try and stick to. That being said, I've just as time has gone on i have not enjoyed it that much i i think thor is kind of a boring character in this movie i also think captain america is fairly boring as well and i understand that like some of these characters still have to adjust and everything but just seeing what comes after and what follows these characters just really really bums me out and bores me a lot I think the only really standout character for me in this movie. Um, I mean, I guess it's probably Iron Man. He puts all of these movies on his back. So that's all I really, and Joss Whedon has soured on me as well as a director. So
0: yeah, I have Avengers at number 11. I, I agree. I think I don't personally, um, after hearing more about Joss Whedon, I don't like Joss Whedon like at all. And after watching all the other MCU, like seeing all the other MCU movies, and like the original Avengers is like actually kind of lame. Like the coolest part in that movie is when Iron Man lands in Germany, because like, because that's when Loki shows up and Captain America's there, and all of a sudden like, shoot to thrill comes on the speakers and they just crank up and like the overrides on. They're like, and you just hear, because like Natasha's flying it and he just says, "Hey, darling, did you miss me?" She's like, "Oh God," and then like. He lands in and he shoots. I don't know. That's cool. But like everything else is just like. It's really like because it's the first superhero team up movie. That's why it's so important. But like. Compared like after like what you see comes after it. It's just really underwhelming. Yeah. Um, My 11th
1: movie is Captain America, the first Avenger. So now 11, 11, through one are all most. That's no, 11 through six. 11 through yeah, 11 through 6 are all fairly close. Like they're all very very good movies, I'd say like they're 8 out of 10 movies, I really enjoy them, 8 9 out of 10 movies. Um The First Avenger, Captain America the First Avenger. It's a very very strong introduction to the character of Captain America and he's just that trying to do the good good guy, do the right thing. I love Steve Rogers and just seeing his arc throughout the MCU and sort of him always being that rock where he does the right thing no matter what. But I mean, it's a, it's a simple, just fun action introduction to captain America. Not a whole lot for me to say with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that that one's a a little further up for me. Um, but my number 10 is iron man three. Um, I re- like this is like a, a really like good movie but it's not a good MCU movie like like at the end of the movie when he's blown up his suits he's like I'm more than the suit like yeah it's it's good sentiment and all but like you're also Iron Man and we need those suits mm-hmm. so I just it's a really entertaining movie and I like how they bring Iron Patriot in um, and it's roadie like I like that because um, like it's Norman Osborn in the comic books but like you know, sometimes you got to alter stuff for, uh, I guess like storytelling purposes. But it's a good movie. I think the switch out of the Mandarin being Aldrich Killian instead of the Ben Kingsley character was a little cheap. Um, oh. I wasn't wasn't really a fan of that. But um, I just love the message: Chinese fortune cookie, American made. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a fun movie to watch. Uh Yeah. Robert Downey Jr does such a good job cuz like it really tackles like PTSD and it's kind of funny cuz like in the movie like the little kid who's the potato cannon kid he's like are are you okay? Do you have PTSD? And he's like shut up kid I'm going through something right now. <laughs> yeah, the I don't know I don't
1: Hartley, is that the kid's name? Um I don't remember. He shows up again in Endgame.
0: Yeah, but like nobody really knew who he was right away. And then you had to like think about it. And someone's like, oh, my God, it's the kid from Iron Man 3. It's like, ah, it's like, okay, oh, yeah, cool. He doesn't look anything like he did. So whatever. Yeah. But um, um what well, were you done? I'm just trying to think. Uh, I don't know. Happy Hogan's I John Favreau's he's there's like Dave Filoni tier of creators and i think i'd put john favreau like he's either on the bubble or on that dave filoni level because he's so he's such a good actor too like in these movies like whenever john favreau shows up in these movies i'm always laughing at something he's doing
1: because mm-hmm. like he's
0: like the head of security. He's like hey hey buddy you got a badge you got a badge hey hey i'm the head of security here you gotta you gotta you got have a badge play keep, keep, keep the keep the badges on and like happy okay calm down he's like hey gotta be serious about the security here got to pull, pull, pull the badge out i don't know
1: well that also is like sort of his demise in that movie because someone who doesn't have a badge sort of blows up and <laughs> puts happy on ice. Um like my that. 10 my 10th movie was the first Iron Man movie. Um I I remember seeing this movie after going to the dentist with dad. Us three did.
0: Yeah, we did.
1: And we were I was 8 years old or maybe 9. I was no, I was 8 and it's just such a fun movie and i love iron man with um what's the guy's name at the beginning of the movie where they're in the cave uh,
0: yeah, yeah 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 i know who you're talking about i don't know i don't remember his name
1: the bald guy who helped iron man get out of the cave he like i just love their dynamic and tony realizes sort of how he needs to change as a person and him being captured like starts the character arc of Iron Man of Tony Stark no longer selling weapons to the government and trying to help the world out. So and, and I Tony Stark is just a great character in general. And the only really thing that I don't I mean, Jeff Bridges, who plays Obadiah in this movie, is good. Jeff Bridges is a great actor. I love him. But his character is also kind of like his villain character is just kind of like, I want power and I'm going to take it from you. So it's it's not that complex, but it's a it's a very good movie. And especially for kickstarting this whole universe, it's this is where it gets tough, because I mean, having Iron Man at 10, I know is going to sound very like controversial, but I it's it's a very, very good movie. But there's other good movies as well.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree. I have Iron Man a little bit higher on. My list. I'll talk about that later. But coming in at number nine for me, I have Spider Man Homecoming. Um, this is the first, I guess you see Spider Man in Civil War, but this is his first solo movie. And God, I just, Tom Holland just nails. Because, like, up until, like, in all of the other, like, Spider Man movies, like, the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, like, they say, well, he's not a high schooler in Tobey Maguire when Tobey Maguire plays him. He is. And that's, he, is he? and the first one he is okay well yeah toby mcguire and andrew garfield don't capture like the high school essence because like andrew garfield's like 30 when he was playing a high schooler it was weird looking but like yeah. tom holland looks like he could be in high school and he really like captured that awkwardness of peter parker and i also love dude michael keaton mm-hmm. good God can he act? He is so like the scene at the end of the movie when he figures out he's Spider Man. He's like, oh my god! I love Michael Keaton, and he's such a like interesting like character to have in this movie because he's like, we got screwed. We're gonna start taking stuff from people because like when we heard the the main character, the main villain of this was the Vulture. We're like, what? You're gonna go with the Vulture right away? And then it's like, oh, he's actually like fits really well into this whole universe um but yeah i just because there's always like the origin movies but like this wasn't really an origin movie this was just like a pseudo origin movie like we don't like obviously you don't see him get bit by the spider yada 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 um i don't know i really enjoy this movie and that's why i have it at number nine
1: my number nine movie is guardians of the galaxy volume two i hated this movie when it first came out I didn't like it at all. I thought it was a big waste of time and I like refused to watch it again. But then I watched it again like a year ago and I was genuinely surprised at how much more I enjoyed it. Like the things that still bother me in this movie are still the same. The humor, I think, is very obnoxious and it goes on for too long at points in time. But that being said, I love... My my two favorite characters in this movie are Peter Quill and Rocket. I think they have great character arcs. And I just, the whole final act of this movie where there's just a whole, there's a whole lot of this movie where I love and it just, it feels like a family like heart movie. Like this movie has a lot of heart in it, especially with like Peter realizing like who his true family is like with his dad and Yondu. And with the group that he's a part of with the guardians of the galaxy, I think are great. So for those of you like who hate this movie and haven't seen it in a while, I would definitely recommend you watch it again because I think your perception of it might change like how mine did. Because if I made this list when like I saw guardians first guardians volume two, I would have that at dead last because of how disappointed I was because the first movie is amazing and this one i was really let down by when i first saw it but watching it again yeah the humor is still obnoxious but i actually really enjoy like the odd the oddball and like just the weird setting of this univ- this uh setting for the guardians and i think it fits very well and the fact that they expand it and just make it even more odd and quirky i think fits very well so guardians at number 9 for me guardians volume 2 at 9
0: for me you talking to me when you said, Oh, I think if you hated it when it came out, you should rewatch it. Maybe you'll like it.
1: No, I mean, some people rewatch and like still don't like it. But one of my friends had told me he was like, if you rewatch, he he is like, I rewatched it and I actually liked it a lot. So I think you should. And I did. I was like, Oh damn, never mind. I actually kind of like this
0: movie. All right. Maybe I'll give it a go. But, um, coming at number eight for me, I've Captain America, the first Avenger, um, Dude, you will never find a hero in any other movie franchise, TV franchise that is as pure and good as Steve Rogers. Like, I just, I love Steve Rogers in this movie, like who he is as a person, what he stands for. Like, he's like this little scrawny kid. He's just getting the snot kicked out of him. And he's still just like getting, I was like, I can do this all day. That line permeates the entire MCU. Like I can do this all day. Um, Just showing like, he's like, and what I really like in this movie is like when he's talking to Dr. Erskine the night before he gets the super soldier serum and he's, or I don't know when he was talking. He's like, he's like, do you, Oh no, no. It's, yeah. He's talking to Dr. Erskine at the medical board where he tries like for the fifth time to get into the U S army. He's like, he's like, he looked at, um, Erskine looks at Steve Rogers and he says, he's like, do you want to kill Nazis? And Steve Rogers says, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't like bullies. That is a line that is like core to who Captain America is and what he stands for. And which is why it's perfect that Sam Wilson has taken up the mantle of Captain America. Um, because like this movie really sets the tone as like, this is who Captain America is. And he doesn't really change from that following in, in any of the following movies because like he like he changes a little bit but he still like remains true to his core values like this is what he's here for like iron, iron man really like he drastically changes from iron man one all the way through end game um but cap really remains like the same guy he's just trying to learn he's a man out of time trying to learn how to live in the current time and how he like what he can adjust about himself but what he cannot like what he sees same from back in the forties when he was like technically like that was his when it back in his time. Um, so that's why I have cats in America at number eight.
1: My number eight is iron man three. I think this movie does a phenomenal job of taking Tony Stark out of the iron man suit and actually like making him do these creative, different like combat fighting techniques to he's not just the suit. Like it's it's the it's the mind behind Tony Stark that makes him Iron Man. So watching him like in the beginning of the movie, wherein the helicopters are shooting down at uh, his mansion, the his prototype suit, Mark 42, doesn't have like any weapon systems or like really flight capabilities. So he has to like use the items in his uh, his house to sort of take down these helicopters. He's like shooting pianos with like stun repulsors and like a bunch of other pipes and that stuff and it's just a really creative fight and the fact that Shane Black who directed this movie like was able to make it more interesting combat and not just like your simple missiles and flying around using repulsors I think is really really cool and when he takes Iron Man out of the suit then and he's fighting the like the different extremists it's fun like he's my extremists 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 yeah
0: I think they're different. They're they're, they're, yeah, they're very both, different.
1: They both serve the same purpose, honestly. But I mean, when he's like microwaving like the metal dog tags and like pouring lighter fluid on the ground, like blowing up buildings, trying to get these extremists away from him. It, it's fun. I really like just the creativeness that Iron Man has. And when he's saving uh, the people out of Air Force One. And he's like picking them up out of the air. It's just fun, creative scenes. And he's never in the suit really. He's like remote doing this stuff, which I think is a cool concept as well. Because again, Iron Man doesn't really need to be there in person. It's it's all about the it's about Tony's mind. It's not about like him being Iron Man. Because Tony has like the creativity and a one of a time one of a kind of mind. So that's what makes him Iron Man, it makes him stand out from others. So I love that they utilize that and emphasized his creativeness, but the Mandarin cop-out is a little, eh. but I think the, the fact that they utilize Tony more in this movie as a person, not just like Iron Man is what makes this movie stand out to me at number eight.
0: Uh, Coming at number seven for me, I have the original Iron Man movie. Um, The thing that like, this is really kind of what kickstarted everything, and it really set the tone for how this this universe. Like, because like up until this point, superhero movies like were really only. I think it was like when did this, did this come out before Batman Begins?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Actually.
0: Regardless, but like superhero movies weren't really like a thing. They weren't cool. Like, it wasn't something you wanted to like go see. And this movie really changed the game. Like, I just love in the opening scene, like it's just Tony Stark in with the air force driving through Afghanistan with back in black, just blaring in the background. And like, cause like Robert Downey Jr. Puts the team on his back for the, like the MC was really carried by like Robert Downey Jr. I honestly think like, cause like uh, no disrespect to the other characters, but like he is such a phenomenal actor. Cause like, he basically is Iron Man at this point. Like he is Iron Man. Like he's just like Robert Downey Jr. just turned up to twenty or something, like cranked up to eleven. Um, though like the wit he has, how like the, the quick lines, like cause like I listened to uh Robert Downey Jr. on Joe Rogan, um, and he's essentially the same character as he is in um uh the Iron Man movies, just like Robert Downey Jr. in real life is just way less egotistical and rude. But like He's just, oh my God, he's a phenomenal actor. And like this movie does such a good job of kickstarting this universe because like if this movie didn't work, the MCU would not be what it is today. And like if Robert Downey Jr. didn't work, this movie would like the, the entire MCU would be look kind. Of, I don't know. I don't think it'd be that good. I probably would have lost interest, but like Iron Man is so slept on on how important it is for the entire MCU. Because if this movie doesn't work, then nothing else is going to, excuse me, nothing else is going to work. And that's why I have Iron Man at number seven.
1: My number seven movie is, so I know you're going to get mad at me. So I said, I said 11 through seven, but actually it was 11 through eight, seven through one are all. I, I They're fantastic. Phenomenal Marvel movies. My number seven is Thor Ragnarok. I'm going to sneeze. <gasps> try not to sneeze okay um I think Thor Ragnarok is such a fun movie and it's just a great fresh take on Thor and I know you have a lot to say about it so I won't speak too much on it but I just think the way Taika Waititi revitalized Thor as a character and made him more interesting was phenomenal and he's no longer like a bland just dumb character like he has more humor to him but he also has more depth as a character and he's he's more than just the hammer which I think was a fun character arc for Thor. And also Loki in this movie, I think is used very well where, I mean, he's always been like that good guy, sort of that bad guy, sort of good guy character, but watching him sort of
0: chaotic neutral.
1: Yeah. Step over and become that good guy. Because like by the end of this movie, he is like classified as a good guy, I would say, which it's just nice. Finally seeing Loki come back to that point in his life. But not the same Loki that we're going to get in his TV show, which I'm excited to see. But Thor Ragnarok at number seven for me, it's a it's a very, very fun movie. And I would have it higher up. But seven through one are all just like tied for being. You great. got a well, lot of actually se- seven through two are tied for being first.
0: There's a clear number one. I think we have the same number one.
1: I think everyone who yeah. likes movies and understands storytelling has the same number one.
0: Yeah. You got a lot of nerve putting Thor Ragnarok at seven. I am disappointed. <laughs> but um, my number six, I have the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my god, this movie! Because like, people didn't really know what the who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Like I didn't know who they were. Um, rolling into this movie, and this is another one of those things. Like, if Peter Quill didn't work, this movie wouldn't have been the success it wouldn't be as successful as it was. And Chris Pratt kicked the field goal dead center from 50, 60 yards down the field. He killed Peter Quill. As He killed the role. So good. Um, the whole vibe of it. Cause like up until this point, the MCU was very like Iron Man, Captain America credit or like Thor, like, the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is the first, like... We're stepping away from the Avengers. We're checking out some new people. This this movie needs to work because, like, this is setting up the rest of, like, the Infinity Saga because this is where they really start to, like, talk more about the Infinity Stones. Um, And if this movie doesn't work, the rest of the MCU isn't really going to work. And God, did this movie... It's so good. And, like, the story behind, like... Like, Peter's mom dying of cancer and, like, it's, like... Because he's got his awesome mix like awesome vol- or awesome what was it what's the awesome
1: awesome mix volume one
0: awesome mix volume one like you like he's listening to it all the time and like you're like oh this is cool music this is really old like wow this is cool it's, like and you find out that's like the mixtape his mom made and gave him as a kid and like him coming full circle like because like his mom gave him a present and, like he didn't want to see her while she was dying because he was like freaked out he, like and you don't blame him because he's a little kid and he's freaking out his mom's dying of cancer. And you see, like, him at the end of the movie, like, finally read that last gift that his mom gave him when she died of cancer because he hadn't opened that gift, that birthday gift for him because he hadn't opened it yet because, like, it was too traumatizing for him. He opens it and it's the second awesome mix, volume two. I don't know. This movie's got, like, if there are like movies in the MC with the heart, I, I, like, I agree with what you said, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, volume two, is a lot of heart, but like, the both these two movies have like, I think, some of the most heart in the MCU outside of the Spider-Man like homecoming. Um I I adore this movie. It's so good.
1: Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I have Guardians higher on my list because I think the first Guardians is like revolutionary for movies. Um my number six is Avengers Endgame. It's a it's a great finale. They wrap it up very well. It's one of the few properties that like actually sticks the landing. Like when you look at like Game of Thrones, Star Wars, um I mean Breaking Bad Breaking Bad landed very well. Breaking Bad landed perfectly actually. But I'd say like for how big of a universe Marvel had created, I think Endgame does a great job of just landing it and doing all of their characters justice and like closing out the characters that were sort of needed to be wrapped up because they had had their story and they had their time it's three hours but it doesn't feel that long like it's it feels like two completely different movies like the first half is like a time heist and the second half is just them fighting thanos but my big gripe about this movie is just that the thanos that we get in this movie is not the thanos that actually had like great character development and a great story arc from infinity war it's Thanos from 2014 so it's kind of like it's it's not really interesting to me because he doesn't get much development but it's a great job of wrapping up Tony Stark's storyline and his guilt that he feels his guilt and like his nightmares of him he feels like he needs to protect the earth and that there's a greater threat coming and the fact that like he knows that he's successfully defended the earth and done what he's like been so scared of is a great way of just wrapping up his character arc and Cap- Captain America getting Thor's hammer is again, it just proves how he's the good guy throughout everything. And he's only trying to do the right thing. It's a monumental moment for him. I didn't really like fat Thor in this movie. So, but I get that's how people, some people deal with like guilt and depression but I I didn't really like it that much. But that's just me. I also I mean, Rocket was hardly in this movie, but I loved his outfit because of how it was like classic comic book, and I thought I'm not really like you need to stick to comic accuracy, but the way that they did it I think looked really cool. But I I liked Endgame. It's a it's a great finale, but Infinity War is better, in my opinion. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I have Endgame at number five. I agree with everything you said. Um, I liked Fat Thor. I think because the main thing of this movie is dealing. Like, I feel like the first half of this movie is really dealing with guilt. Like Iron Man, like when he's like, "I lost the kid." Like when he like he sees Cap for the first time after he comes down from space, he's like, "I lost the kid," and you're just like, "Oh God!" Like it just hits you. Like, like he's like because he's talking about Spider Man. He's like, "I lost the kid," and it's just like. Oh God! And like Thor's, like I should have went for the head. Da 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 Yeah, you pretty much said everything I wanted to say. But um, I enjoyed Fat Thor because like you you kind of see him like deal with his guilt. Like when he he gets, his, I really like his scene with his mom when he's mm-hmm. goes to time and he's on Asgard, and it, it's that's a really nice scene. He's like, Mom, I have to tell you something. She's like. He, I don't know. I don't, I can't remember how it goes, but it's just a really beautiful scene. And that's why I have Endgame at number five.
1: My fifth movie is uh, the best live action Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Homecoming. I think this is a great movie. I love that the setting is actually like in a high school setting and it feels like I'm watching high schoolers. I This movie came out 2017, I want to say yeah 2017 or 2016 and like i really every every high schooler relates to spider-man a lot because of like the responsibilities and just like the weight of the world but no one's actually a superhero like spider-man but just like the whole trying to balance that life and liking like having a crush on someone and trying to keep up with your schoolwork it's just a great story and i love it and even though iron man is like the main reason that vulture is a villain in this movie it doesn't bother me as much as it did with far from home because this is the first time they did it and even though like tony stark isn't really like aware of this angry dude who is making this crazy futuristic futuristic technology you see peter who just wants to be the friendly neighborhood spider-man and like look out for the people in just you know the lower life who aren't as otherworldly threats like the avengers deal with so I I love Homecoming. I love Peter's character arc where if you're nothing without this suit, you shouldn't have it. And he goes back to his old homemade suit. I, I love that. I love his little come on Spider-Man and he's pushing the bricks up while he's crushed down below. It's, it's just a fun movie. And I mean, it, it has like the best joke, I think, in like all of Marvel where the teacher walks into the computer lab where Ned is helping out peter and she's like what are you doing in here he's <laughs> like i'm watching porn <laughs> and it's just it's like the funniest joke i think in like all of marvel it's it was great seeing it the first time and i i never get bored with this movie and the soundtrack that plays with it too like the music the so score good. that goes with it Yeah, the score for spider-man is great especially when like they do the opening title with Marvel studios and they play the classic Spider-Man music is great. So I think Spider-Man homecoming is the best live action Spider-Man movie. And you can't change my mind
0: until another live
1: action Spider-Man movie comes out. But it's number five for me.
0: I just like the scene in the movie where he's like given the old lady directions, mm-hmm. like Spider-Man's like on a street corners. Like he's like pointing like, "Yeah, hey, you're going to go that way. And then down that and it's like, perfect. All uh, right. We just done number five. All right. So number four, I have Captain America, the winter soldier. I do um, as well. Some people have this. I ha- initially had this ranked at number two, but I did some thinking and I had to switch it out with another movie. Um, This movie tackles so many societal issues, like big government issues, like in like surveillance, like it's, this is really honestly like this movie is kind of an attack on the NSA. Um, and like how they're like gathering all everybody's data and like what are they using it for? And like, cause like, cause like identifying threats, we should, we can eliminate threats before they even arise. It's like, yeah, but you're taking like people's choice out of like people can change. And like, you really see Steve Rogers' heart in this movie. Um, also, I'm a sucker for Bucky Barnes content. So obviously, this movie's about him because he's him showing up and he's like that man on the bridge who was that. And it's like, that's your next target or something. But,
1: um yeah it it's a different take on captain america too when the russo brothers take him over and like you see him mm -hmm. fighting on the boat trying to save those hostages and he's just like not being brutal but the way he's taking out the the captors i mean the the people who yeah the captors it's just like
0: george st pierre
1: it's it's very fun and enjoyable i mean even though captain america should have died when he jumped out of the plane without a parachute and landed in the water hey listen man he's got that superhero steroids i guess uh yeah um i said that i talked about earlier but so when nick fury comes back in this movie and he goes back to shield headquarters and he's like talking with um pierce robert redford pierce and he says to him he's like oh what does he say he says if you want to stay ahead of me director, you need to keep both oh. eyes open. And he pulls up his eye patch and you see like the cut on his, like his eye that's been like all mangled and cut up. And it's like, oh, this is dope. This is badass. And then Captain Marvel just ruins that because the way that they set it up in that movie with the music playing and Nick Fury, just like walking in and taking off the eye patch and saying that it's, it's great. It's a beautifully done scene, but the payoff for it. And Captain Marvel is just done terribly. I
0: fell flat. I fell flat. But yeah, Um, that's a sick line.
1: mm -hmm. And I love the introduction of Sam Wilson in this movie. Mm -hmm. I think he's fun. I love where Natasha pulls up by the Washington Monument, or I mean, uh, the Lincoln Memorial and the long reflecting pool. And like he's she pulls up and she's like, hey, boys. And (laughs) Sam is like, hey, he's like, how you doing? So I love that. Um, And I love Sam's fight with crossbones where the helicarrier comes crashing in and he's on the phone with Nick Fury and he's like 41st floor, northwest corner. He's like running out of the building while this helicarrier is crashing in behind him. And they're like, stay where you are. And he's like, not an option to jump out of the building. So it's it's a great movie. And Bucky, like switching at the end of the movie where he's punching Steve's like, you're my mission. And Steve says to him, I'm with you to the end of the line, which is something he had said to Bucky back in like the 40s. It's just it's a very heartwarming, like gut wrenching scene. So we both have that at our number four.
0: Um, Yeah, so for my number three, I have Thor Ragnarok because this movie is so freaking fun. I love because like this movie is fun, but it all like, like all of taika waititi's movies that he he's done that i've seen they're fun they're flashy they're like really like easy to get into but there's such a deeper meaning going on behind it like when you're talking like thor needs to show that he's more than the hammer um so he loses the hammer right away at the beginning of the movie to hella and like it's essentially him like coming to grips that he is the god of thunder like it was really nice when he'd have like those little like intermission like in his brain like with his dad and he's like like when his, like when their dad dies, it was really sad. Like with like when Odin dies and like, he's like when they're in Norway or something or skin, I don't know where they are, but regardless, it was just a really sad scene. And then you see Hela destroys hammer and you're like, Oh shoot, this is real. And then like, he ends up on this wacky planet and he meets Corgan. Meek's like, Hey, I'm Korg. This is Mike, we're starting a revolution. I'm handing out flies, but however, paper beats rock. So couldn't hang out the flyers um it's really because like and it's kind of fun because like this is where we find hulk again and like (laughs) it's funny because like he's like he's like no banner only hulk so like all they see is hulk the whole time he's like you're my favorite avenger anyway it's like i like you way more than i like banner and then like hulk turns into banner at some point he's like i like you way more than the hulk anyway it's like he's like bruce is like yeah Bruce Banner's also like whenever he's like in a movie, he's also he can kind of steal the show at points. and I really think Bruce Banner stole the show multiple points um in this movie. he's just so funny um but the big this the one thing I watch this scene probably there's another scene I watch about once a month is in the end of the movie when Thor's fighting Hella and like you just see like it's like the she's like about to kill him and like it's like the thunder like the like drums hit. And like Thor's look like he just sees his dad and he like the drums hit and he sees his dad and then like all of a sudden Thor just explodes and he shoots lightning out of his hands and the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin plays and he just beats the hell out of all of the minions to Led Zeppelin is so awesome because I think like Taika Waititi's pitch for this movie, he just took Thor action scenes and he pulled, he played like Led Zeppelin songs. I was like, he's like, I'm going to do this, but like way better. If you let me direct this movie, and that's why how, that's how he got the um, job, is because he um, he just I don't know. I'm like rambling right now because I have so much. Like, there's so many different things about this movie that I love. I, regardless, I will watch Thor movies until I die if Taika Waititi is behind the the camera on this. So I'm excited for Thor four because of Thor Ragnarok, and I really think it shows like brotherly camaraderie between Thor and Loki. Just all around a really good movie. That's why I have it at number three.
1: Um, My third movie is Captain America Civil War Um, for it being like a solo Captain America movie and like trying to balance out as many characters as it had in this movie. I think it did a great job and it also introduced two characters into the MCU being Black Panther and Spider-Man. So I think the Russo brothers did a phenomenal job of like trying to balance everyone in this movie from iron man black widow vision scarlet witch spider-man black panther captain america winter soldier falcon um hawkeye i think that's it ant-man as well it's they, they did a great job of just like balancing out all the characters and like giving them like fun and interesting like little minor character arcs even if they only had like a couple minutes of screen time uh the action is really really great i i love 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 um the end fight with bucky cap and iron man and just they're just absolutely mauling iron man and beating the living hell out of him and i don't think i said this earlier but my favorite um iron man like ai is friday I love Friday, and she's like, "You can't beat the, you can't beat him hand to hand." And he has to, like analyze their fight pattern. and He finally finds a way to fight back against them, and he blows off Bucky's arm. And you see Cap get like very brutal with them, and just like the tension among the friends who are like the two head honchos of the MCU, and seeing them have that tension is great. The whole movie, like, we're doing we're doing very quick skim reviews of this, but like the movie is a very very just great way of breaking down all the characters and sort of separating them before we can build them back up again. So I think civil war is just a very solid, phenomenal captain America movie.
0: Yeah, I agree. I have this at my number two. So, um, I really like how you see the idea. Cause like, it's really hard to put iron man in the bad guy role. Cause you understand why he's doing what he's doing. Cause this is like, this is really Avengers 2.5 um because like captain america's like his main thing on why they shouldn't sign the sokovia accords is which is essentially um international oversight over the avengers is because like what if we need to go like people have agendas and agendas change like we need to go what if we need to go somewhere we can't go there or we're sent somewhere where we don't think what we're doing is right but iron man sees it from the different perspective being like we need oversight so we don't have what happens sokovia again after the interaction he had with the mother of a child that died in Sokovia and he, like, thought about it. um, So, like, it's really hard to... Fo- like, that's what makes this movie so good is because you're, like... You see both sides the entire time, but, like, I think most people kind of side with Captain America on this because it's, like... It makes sense. Like, it's, like... Humanistically, it makes the most sense to follow Captain America, but, like, logically, it would make the most sense to follow um, Tony Stark. So, I don't know. It's just it's so well done and not to not even to mention that T'Challa um, Black Panther in this movie is so good um, and the villain oh my god like he's like how do you destroy an empire it's like from like from the inside like make it crumble from the inside and um, the villain Baron Zemo he's so good in this movie and he's even like when we comes back in Falcon and Winter Soldier it's another outstanding um, acting job by him so that's why I have Civil War at number two i also i didn't mention
1: this but i mean with civil war i love yeah black panther t'challa like understanding vengeance and like coming to grips with his father's death i i love his character arc in this movie i like talked about how i didn't like t'challa in his solo movie but i love him in this movie i think his character arc is it's great and where he just his final line where he's like talking to Zemo about how vengeance has consumed him and he's done letting it consume him. I think, I think his character arc is amazing in this movie. Um, My second movie is guardians one. I love guardians one. I've loved it ever since it came out. I, the beginning of the movie is just so sad and emotional where Peter like has to watch his mom die and like she wants him to hold his hand and he doesn't want to because like he's scared and like he just can't come to grips with his mom's death. It's just emotional and gut wrenching for him being like 10 years old and having to watch it. and his parents are like his grandparents are like, come on, hold her hand. And he doesn't do it. And he's just he's living with that guilt then for the rest of his life while he is like traveling throughout the galaxy Then with Yandu. And this is like this movie is like what. It was a big fulcrum point for the MCU because it was introducing like cosmic beings and different, just a whole lot of different wacky things. And if this movie didn't do well, like it was going to be very difficult for the MCU to try and do the infinity storyline. So the fact that this movie did so well and that James Gunn was just didn't care and made his own movie and did something creative is amazing but not only that he did something new and creative but the fact that it worked out really well and the characters all the characters in this movie are just very solid interesting like even Groot like who just says three words he has like a great character arc where he just saves everyone and he sacrifices himself for the betterment of his friends and it's just a story about like friends coming together and working with one another i i love fond family Mm mm-hmm I, I love the first Guardians movie. It's revolutionary. And unfortunately, it's not number one. You and I both have the same number one. So we might as well just talk about
0: it together right now. Mm-hmm. So we both have, and I think most people have, Infinity War at number one. Um, and it's a miracle this movie worked. the How well it did.
1: Because, yeah.
0: Because, like... You there are so many characters, and the, the smartest part about this movie wasn't putting one of the heroes as the main character of the story. The like, I guess the protect like the protagonist of the story is Thanos, and like protagonist like normally means like good guy, but like of like a story, the protagonist is like the the way like the character the story centers around. So like this movie's Thanos's movie, which is a really mm-hmm. smart way to do that because then you're not like because people would be like oh but I don't know enough about the villain we haven't ever seen him it's like you're going to see him because this is essentially his movie and like you see how the other characters interact with him but you don't feel like the other characters are they're getting like cut short because like you want to know more about Thanos but you see enough of them where you're like okay I've I've seen enough of whoever I don't feel like I've been cheated out of storytelling like That well, how did you feel about that
1: yeah. Thanos was a very, very well-written character in this movie. You see his guilt sort of as he's like, he doesn't really want to do what he's about to do, but he knows that it's necessary and it needs to be done. Like when he talks with Dr. Strange on Titan about how he predicted the gen, I mean the, the collapse of the society and he like offered genocide, dispassionate and at random, they like called him a madman and what he predicted was true. So like, and he, Dr. Strange says, like, you're a prophet. And he says, I'm a survivor, which is true because, like, he understands what needs to be done and what's necessary. Now, while his methods are crude and, like, very brash, it's, he's still a great character. And he, like, you don't really see enjoyment on him doing what he does, especially when he snaps at the end of this movie. But, like, just watching him in his finale and, like, he's sort of at peace with what he did, even though, like, he knows he feels guilty about it, but he knows it was necessary and it needed to be done. I think he, I think his screen time was like around like 30 minutes in this movie, 30 to like 35 minutes. And considering that this movie is like two and a half hours long and features 40 plus characters that like we all know and love is amazing. But I, yeah, I think Thanos, I I couldn't imagine this movie not revolving around Thanos after seeing it.
0: Yeah. Because I think every major event outside of the first, however many minutes revolves around Thanos doing something.
1: Yeah. And the introduction to Thanos as well, where with Thor and Hulk and Loki and Heimdall is, is great as well, where, I mean, he just absolutely beats the hell out of Hulk and scares him away. And, when Hulk like gets back to earth and like, he's talking with Dr. Strange he's like, Thanos is coming. He's coming. And Dr. Strange is just like, who it's just, it's a great intro to like this character who we've never met before and who is able to beat the Hulk. Like it's not even a challenge. So I, I love it. I think Dr. Strange, this movie is a lot stronger as a character as well. I, I don't know. And, Doctor Strange too. he just I mean Doctor Strange he just kind of was like I didn't really enjoy him that much yeah Yeah. and this he he was more intriguing to me because of like he knows what's going to happen and he again is sort of similar to Thanos where he's going to do whatever is necessary to present an outcome where the Avengers win
0: or protect the time stone he's like I don't care if you and everybody else die I am required to protect the time stone Mm mm-hmm and then so when he gives it up, you're like,
1: what? Yeah. It's it's a very, very, very well it, it's it's the story is perfect. Like it, it just yeah. the way they did it is like you you can't I don't know how you can't praise this movie. It's so amazing. Especially it being the culmination of like ten years of stories and they're bringing in all these different characters it's it's so good i mean like people like oh captain america was hardly in this movie it's like well it's not really his story i mean like if you want to pick a hero you should pick iron man which he gets a very good character arc in this movie because he has to deal with then like watching everyone die and it's the first superhero movie to actually like kill off superheroes like and a lot of them
0: yeah um god yeah oh my I, I, like, I was like thinking about talking about thor landing in wakanda being one of the coolest superhero superhero entrances of all time and then you started talking about iron man and then i was thinking about how like just like you can see just how like distraught he is at the, like just he's like he's empty at the end of the movie. he's like i failed like i lost
1: mm-hmm yeah, it Thor's entrance into Wakanda yeah, actually that fans were going crazy over that, and it rightfully so. It's a that's an amazing scene when he lands on it, and the, the music, is just... score, is blasting over. Yeah, that's a that's a very very fun, just amazing, amazing entrance. Other... No, yeah, then Thor comes flying in, but I mean. The ending for this movie, it's like shocking and revolutionary for what they did, and the bad it, guy wins. Yeah, it it was a great, and just after Thanos does the snap and kills off half the universe, he gets he's walking on the farm and just sits down and watches the sunrise what on what he universe. thinks is a grateful universe. But it's just crazy because I think everyone as fans like. Now seeing it, you're like, oh, well, this makes sense that this is going to happen. But I mean, going into it the first time, nobody, nobody knew that this was going to happen. So the fact that they stuck to this and like actually did it, I think is great. And for people who say Endgame is better than Infinity War. Yeah, maybe like for fan service and like sort of like wrapping up characters. But as a story itself, no, on a different level. It's not close at all. Like it's the, the movie doesn't feel super jokey. Like the humor fits it very well. And like you cut from like the Guardians to Wakanda.
0: And it's serious. I'm, it still maintains its seriousness.
1: Mm-hmm. Which isn't to say Endgame doesn't either. But this movie is just very it's written very strongly. And all the characters who are in it serve a great purpose. So I love it. And the death with uh, Vision when Wanda has to kill him is it's tough to watch. So, and, and even Gamora's death as well is sad. There's just so much about this movie that you can speak. You could speak forever. You break down every scene that happens in this movie and say how it's great. But Infinity War at number one, what else would
0: it be? Spider-Man 2 by sp- Sam Raimi. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Spider-Man 2. All right.
0: Well, after 23 movies, that's how long it told us to tell you that Infinity War is the greatest MCU movie of all time. Yeah, you guys probably knew that though. There's probably somebody out there who's like, I really liked Thor two. That's fine. You can like Thor two. Just there's probably someone out there who didn't like Infinity War. There probably is, and
1: that's annoying. To yeah. Think about.
0: Good. Good for them. Good. Good for you.
1: Good for you. <laughs> you you can be the only person who doesn't like that movie.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Regardless, um, thank you for listening. you made it this far. It's an hour 53 minutes and counting. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't think we had any Q&A come in. We did not. So, yeah. Uh, where where can they find us, Will?
1: You can email us. Uh, it is Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to message us on Instagram, it is at pod. And our TikTok as well is at LegionnairePod. If you enjoyed the episode, please feel free to share it with someone who you think would also enjoy it. And if you want to give us feedback or message us uh, via email or Instagram, please feel free to do so. And with that, we are going to talk to you guys again on Friday.